Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the seclusion of British Columbia, an inherited hotel conceals a hideous secret that may destroy those who now own it. Will the new owners survive their own petty jealousies or be consumed by Hotel Hell? Join us in this Call of Cthulhu miniseries with Becca playing Deborah, Monica playing Dan, Quinn playing Jared, Tillman playing Christy, and Chris as the keeper of the arcane lore. If you'd like to contact us or find links to our Discord and Patreon, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore PTM. We hope you enjoy. Christy, you feel this hand come across your wrist. I need you to roll me a dodge roll, please. I'm spending one point of luck, so I succeed. (laughs) Okay, good, good. So you, Deborah, and Dan see like Christy go up to the water and she starts putting her hand in there and she's feeling around. All of a sudden she pulls it out real quick and you see like this hand just comes out. It looks like a hand that's been soaked in water for eternity. It's it's white and 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 looks like the belly of a fish and it's all like a prune, but bones are starting to stick out at the end of it. And you see it kind of step on uh, grab onto like the board, one of the wooden boards of the step that she's stepping on. Christy, what are you doing right now? I'm scrambling back up the stairs. All right. So you're scrambling up the stairs. I'm going to have Deborah and Dan give me a dodge roll, please, because she's doing it in such a crazy manner. I don't want I want to see if you guys get bumped into and anyone falls in the water. I yell at them like up, 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 up. Time to go. (laughs) I had 21 out of 35. Good job. Okay. Oh, yeah, I pass. I got an eight. Oh, wow. You made a good. Yeah, you're you're, I'm the Matrix (laughs) with a broken ankle. (laughs) Christy backs up and you both are like go along the side respective side of the steps as she like makes her way up and you turn and you look and you see a second hand come out of the water and it grabs the other step and you it looks like something slowly submerging it's like when you go fishing and you slowly pull a fish up and you can see part of it start coming out of the water are you guys gonna stay there and look or are you gonna run or at that point deborah will turn around and nope 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 start running up the stairs what about you dan dan is going to you know after he dodges, he's going to kind of grab on to Christy and start moving her up the stairs, making sure she's ahead of him as he kind of limps behind her. Oh, Christy ran ahead of both of you, I oh. think. Well, yeah. then he's going to yep. kind of Turn hobble behind Deborah. <laughs> so, Christy, as you run up, you you got like three steps left. Left, And as you get to the second step, the door, door goes Doom! and closes right in your face. Jared, you hear that from the hallway. You hear a loud bang like coming from the office area. And Brian turns and looks at you and he looks at the office area and you just see him slowly like turn around and he's looking at the volcano. What was that noise down there, Jared? I wonder what goodie on down there. I don't know. Maybe there were more, more zombies or something. I don't, I don't know. Why do you want to close the portal, Jared? Don't you want to make them pay for what they did to me? Why should I care what they did to you? Okay. The world is ending. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than me. We have to. The world is ending. Okay, we have to stop the world ending. No, 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 no. That is not fair. I was, do you know what it felt like to have my hands nailed to that tree out there and to be stuck to that tree for days while starving? All of them judging me for what I saw is not me who's evil. It's this land that's evil, Jared. They all need to die. The world needs to die, Jared. No, no, no. We we have to shut the portal. We have to shut the, he's going to start running towards the uh, door. Right. The, the, the basement. 
we'll go ahead and cut back to Deborah, Christy, and Dan. The door slammed in your face. You see the, the light is getting a little bit more illuminating. As you guys are staring at the door and you hear a slapping sound, it sounds like a palm hitting wood. It sounds like, then you hear it again. Then you hear it again. You hear it coming from behind you on the steps. What are you guys doing? Dan's going to jerk his head to look back since he's at the end of the stairs, you know, behind everyone. To try, And he's going to kind of squint to see what the hell's, if something's coming out of the water. And you see about mid-chest high out of the water, along with the arms calling, is this waterlogged? Maybe it was a person at one time. Its skin is all bloated around its mouth. It looks like all the layers of skin have gone down and hangs down around his neck. It's almost like it's sliding off. You see like the front cranium of his skull, like the skin has slid off there and you see this yellowish. You see it's like almost like flapping over its eyes. You smell this gas emitting like the gas of decay as it's like bursting forth. Every, every time it moves a little bit, there's like decaying, noxious, nauseous, toxic smell of innards are bursting forth from its lips. And you, it's almost like when someone passes gas in front of you, but there's nothing that can compare to this. And he's like, ah, and I need you to roll me a Sammy roll, Dan, please, since you looked back. Meanwhile, Christy is pounding on that door. Open up. 24 out of 51, I'm fine. You're good, yeah. So you're like, oh, fuck no. You, Deborah, are you pounding on the door too? <laughs> Jared, Jared. <laughs> you hear that, Jared, as you're running into the office. I'm coming, I'm coming. You get to the door, Jared. You grab it and you shake it and the knob's not moving and you hear in your head, no, I don't want to open it. Tell me why I should open this door, Jared. Why should I open this door? Because I haven't done anything to you. I want what is due to me, Jared. You owe me one. I owe you nothing, okay? Just open the damn door. As you say, you owe me nothing. You just feel your head, this sharp pain, like a migraine shooting through your head. It's just like, you know, you're, oh, you know where it's hard to focus. You owe me one. You owe the portal one if you want this to stop, Jared. Don't forget, Jared. It wants what it is due. And then when you turn the door, you feel it loosen. The door opens up and you see these three there. They stumble out. Go ahead. Scenes on you guys. Dan is uh, standing behind Christy. Right before Jared opens the door and he sees this thing crawling up and the smell of decay is really getting to him. So he's kind of pressing up against Christy, not really caring if it's, you know, respecting her bubble or not. And he's kind of, you guys, you got to open that door. Christy, pretend there's a freaking clam bake on the other side. Open that shit. And then when Jared opens the door and they all kind of pile out, Dan is kind of on his back, trying to crawl back away from the door in case something tries to grab his leg. And you hear, like, as they stumble out, you're uh, coming from the darkness, so you can't quite make it out, Jared. You see them all stumbling out. Uh, and yeah, it's like the, the, the second the, the person's not blocking the door, he's going to slam it shut. And you slam it shut, and then you just hear this gentle on the wood, like this palm slapping against it. As there's this quietness in the office. All right, we need a new plan. We need a new plan. I vote. We, we, there's got to be an answer in one of these sketch pads, one of these paintings. There's there's obviously, I mean, I don't know if this really is the end of the world, but something's going on. And I vote 
we look through all this shit and try to figure it out because if it's like that outside, then we're no safer outside than we are inside. We're fucked either way. And I haven't gone this far in life to die in a shitty ass one star hotel. So let's look through the what we've got. Maybe, maybe there's an answer. Maybe there's a way to stop this. I don't know. Find a virgin, chuck it at the wall or something. Not to be a virgin, just th- just offer a sacrifice to it. That simple. What are you talking about? It's portal to hell, right? How do you shut a portal to hell? You kill it. You give it a sacrifice. We're not just gonna start killing people because of a hunch, man. It doesn't need people. Just one. Just need one. How do Wait, you figure? What? It knows the place. Johan, he knew. The painting. The, the, he knew this was going to happen. What painting? The one upstairs? All, of, all over the place, okay? He's, he's, you see, his, his, like, his, his soul is in this place. We, all we need to do is we need to give it one person, and then it'll all end. What if we burn it the fuck down? Then, then that won't do anything. The portal will still just break. It'll break through the rubble, and it'll just the dead will still keep rising. The mount, the volcano that's miles away will erupt and kill us all. You guys feel the ground shake a little bit, like just a little bit when he says volcano. Go ahead, scenes back in you. Was that a fucking earthquake? It's a volcano. I told you. It's 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 a it's waking it's waking up. Okay, it's gonna. I don't know. It's gonna probably erupt. The zombies, volcanoes. It's. I told you before. It's the end of the fucking world. Get on the same page, sweetie, Jared. How how do you know this? And he's like he, he like pauses. Jared pauses like a, a second. He's like, I, I. Look, I've been reading around some of the stuff. Okay, look, you know, just like I saw, I saw a little journal, something, a, a sacrifice or something in the journal. A journal I saw upstairs. I only saw Colin Clint a bit. Then the thing came and attacked us. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Then um, I maybe we should go check that out and follow through with what Dan was talking about. You know, maybe there's something going on. Like, surely it it's not a sacrifice. Like, surely somebody doesn't need to die. She's listening to Dan instead of you, Jared. I told you we have something going on. We already killed one thing upstairs. But it was undead. It was already dead. It was it was just undead. We need to give it a living undead. A zombie. Do you not see the movies? Christy, please you you know you've seen movies. I see I've shown you movies. You know what zombies are. Of course, yes. But so far, uh, I didn't really have to follow that logic, you know? Well, now we do. Look, do you think logic really applies when zombies enter the world, okay? People? I guess not, but I'm not sure why you're so sure. Are these people really worth saving? Look at how they doubt you. This is why I'm telling you that people are not worth saving, Jared. I... Are you worth saving? I mean, you're not happy. Just let it all end, all the woes you have will get into the failures. Will end. The business will end. Your bad marriage will end. I'll get my revenge and we'll all be happy, Jared. We'll I... all be happy. No, no, no. And then got you, other three characters, you see like Jared just like literally just shake his head. It's like, no, no, look, look, um, look, look, I, look, I just, I just know we, it has to be a sacrifice. Okay. Look, there's. What else do you honestly think we could just like what sit in a circle and sing Kumbaya and it'll end? No, this is this is magic shit. This is the end of the world shit. Okay, what else can you do aside from sacrifice or something? Can I roll my occult to find out whether we can just sing Kumbaya and make it go away? <laughs> um, what's your occult rating? 
20 it's not that good just i'm gonna yeah and i'm gonna have you roll a hard version of it so which makes it like five you know what i mean i I believe well okay yeah yeah yeah. okay yeah okay then christy's clueless yeah no cthulhu masters fucking desk (laughs) just a bunch of love triangles so you guys are sitting there. Go ahead. All right. I, I, look, how about, how about this? How about we, we, we draw straws. Okay. How about, how about we, and then, and then, and then the, the, the person they gets, already got the reverend. Why, why are you so hell bent on? We need to stick together. If, 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 we, if we stick together, they're just going to find a bunch of our, cor- they're, then they're just corpses. We'll just keep each other cold when the volcano erupts. All right. Not, you know, I'm Chrissy. She's got a point. If it was about killing somebody, they already got the reverend and shit's still happening. So before we talk about offing some people and possibly going to jail, because it ain't a pretty place in there. How about we just slow the fuck down and try to see if there's another plan that doesn't involve, I don't know, human sacrifice. I don't want that brute touching my painting. No, I don't want him touching my painting. And plus, you see the way he looks at your wife, don't you? I... Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But it's okay. I mean, I, I know. Who am I to judge? And Why are so, you telling me to shut up? It's a good point. Look, he look. wants to test you in front of her. He's testing your manhood. I say you let him go to the pain, stab him from behind. And then you drag him down and you put him in the pool. And that's the sacrifice. And the women both will think you're strong for doing that. I Maybe, maybe. Hello. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I, I'm. I'm just. I. 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 am just everything. It's everything is getting to me. Look. Okay. If. If you want to go around check other paintings and stuff for like a kind of clue, I'm telling you, we need. We need a. It'll. We'll just. You'll show okay. them the way, Jared. You'll be friendly with them. All right. I. Think I think I. 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 If I. I can. I'll. I'll show you where I found the journal upstairs. Just follow me, Dan. All right. Um, I don't feel comfortable with the ladies just staying by themselves. So I think we should just all go up. Well, they can, they can, I don't, they can like, there's like a, you know, look around for other clues or something. You, you want, you say you want alternatives. They can find alternatives. I'll show you one way to look around. And they could talk to Brian and find out what Brian knows. He's a local. You might know something, right, Jared? Yeah. yeah, yeah. How about, how about uh, you, how about you go talk to Brian? Uh, He might, he should still be around. He like looks around. All right. Uh, All right. Um, You know, Deborah, I'm gonna take care of uh, Jared for you. Um, if if you and Christy want to go out there and kind of touch base with Brian, see if anybody's still around. If they left a vehicle behind, just if we need to make a speedy getaway, can can y'all make that happen? Uh, y- yeah, we can. We'll we'll figure something out. Deborah, give me a psychology roll, please, as they walk off. Forty out of fifty. Good job. So there was a moment when you and Jared first got married a few years ago where Jared had like a couple drinks with people after work and he's not a big going out and getting, you know, drunk kind of guy, but you know, he, you know, said, Hey, I'll take a cab back, all this stuff. And you stayed up watching TV and he came home rather inebriated. And you could tell by the way that he was like walking in the house, trying not to wake you up. Cause he didn't know you were in the living room of your apartment watching TV. You know, he kind of missed that you were asleep on the couch or laying there that he felt like some kind of shame. Cause he does love you, you know? And he, you see like, he kind of was like, you know, this is body language. And you can tell that now when he's following Dan, that he has that same body language right now. Like, like he's hiding something. Like it's like a guilty conscious kind of thing. Cause he's a sweet guy, kind of a loser, but good, a, a sweet guy. Nonetheless, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> Hey, he's my loser. There you go. Right. Uh, so, so Deborah will hold back 
And uh, before, like, right as Jared tries to leave the area, she'll, like, pull on his sleeve to kind of bring, bring him back, like, kind of give him a hug as the other two leave the room. And she'll she'll whisper, Are, what's going on? Are you okay? The world's ending. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. 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 I'm not. I'm not okay. Hey, 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 hey. I'm, I'm here. Just... What's, what is going on? I told you, okay? The world is ending. We need a sacrifice and we need... It's a, the, You saw the, th- the thing in the basement, right? There's a portal there, okay? If we just give it something, Wait, we saw something, a person down that there. Light? That light's a portal? Well, I don't know what the hell a portal looks like, okay? It's a... Whatever the... F- Whatever shape it takes, okay? We give it some, We give it a sacrifice. It all ends. It all ends. Well, uh, I'm going to look before we do anything drastic. Hopefully, hopefully we're right that there's something some other way. Don't do not do something that you're going to regret. I'll, I'll, I won't. She's I, saying I'm, that because she wants to sleep with him. She doesn't want that stud of a man to die. Sure. Shut up, shut up. And then you get it. It's like Jerry, he likes sort of like the old grimaces and like she's his head. And then he's like, I'll, I'll see you in a bit. And before Deborah like really lets Jared go, she gives him a nice peck on the cheek. Okay. Let's talk about what's going on in every character's head right now. Cause it's like, we haven't done that in this session so far. So we're going to start with Christy first. We're going to go like in levels of severity right now. Christy, what's going on in your head right now? Uh, I think Christy right now is uh, getting very desperate. Um, she was like on an adrenaline rush for the last 15 minutes and now she's kind of coming down. She's got all kinds of gunk in her face that she doesn't really want to think about. And I think she really is at a loss and uh, she feels like Jared lost it somehow. Like he's, yes, of course, crazy things are happening, but uh, he seems to be reacting in a way that is also very insane. And she's She's scared of going the same route. Like she's afraid that if she doesn't hold it together, that uh, like everything truly falls apart. Yeah, I love that whole. I know crazy shit's going on, but he seems to be losing it. I'm like, like, there's any other option, you know? But I feel you. All right. Uh, what about you, Deborah? What's going on in that head of yours? I love, by the way, the wife's. So it's weird because she can see what's going on around her, but she's just she hasn't quite made that connection that. It's the end of the world. Like, we're in Canada. What the hell? Like, why this place? So so she's still reconciling, coming with coming to terms with that. And like she's she doesn't like hearing that her husband saying we need to kill somebody. She's re- really concerned. But at the same time, she doesn't really know what to make of anything. She's never had to deal with anything like this before. <laughs> I sure hope not. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what about you, Dan? Dan's uneasy at the thought of being alone with, you know, crazy Jared. And he's even more uneasy about having to go back upstairs where he saw that weird corpse that Deborah and Christy took care of. Part of him still thinks that if he goes up there, it'll be waiting for him. So he's a little bit on edge. He's limping, but he's, you know, he's kind of riding on adrenaline right now. He's ready to stab something if he needs to, but he's looking to just get up there, grab the stuff and he's kind of battling in his head taking this stuff seriously and thinking maybe he's just finally lost it after all the years of drugs he's done so he's kind of grappling with whether or not this is reality but at the same time taking it as reality just in case and our favorite insane person in the group jared what, what's going on jared's head so obviously jared is like fully 
fully like grasping, oh my god, this might literally be the end of the world. And you know, the actions I do here might end like you know, he's like, Oh my god, the world's really ending. There's a portal to hell in the basement. I need to kill somebody and sacrifice it to it. And and you know, just that 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 I just the thought that fast like Holy shit, that is insane, but it's real. It's insane, but it's real. And of course, part of him is, part of him wants to listen to the voice in the head saying, you know, to listen to him and believe what he's saying. But other part of him is like, look, look, ah. he, he, he's, he's, he's warring between like his own fears and suspicions versus actually part of him is still wanting to, you know, behave like a rational person and, you know, not just murder somebody out of, you know, out of, because a voice in his head told him to do something. For sure, for sure. So are you guys going upstairs right now? Yeah. So you guys walk upstairs and you go back to like the main stairway in the middle. Who's walking first and who's walking second? Are you guys walking side by side or? I think, I think Dan went up first. So yeah, will be behind him. Yeah. So you oh, walk- how about to the, where, who has the gun still? The the rifle? Deborah does. Okay. Has it slung over her shoulder? Has like a, one of those hunter straps, you know what I mean? The straps or whatever. So you both are walking up the steps. And then you make it to where you get to the second floor and you can make a right to number seven. And you see the, I guess, remnants of what used to be a person who rose from the dead. You still see what Christy left behind when she devoured it with the lamp, just mauling its back. You can smell the reek of it as you guys walk past it slowly. And you go all the way down to the end of the hallway and you make a left in the hidden number seven room where all those paintings were along. You actually see a stack of them where you actually had seen her face painted on one of them. I'm going to have you all roll spot hidden. Okay, that, I do have that. Dan failed 54 out of 15. 70 out of 40. Now you, <laughs> can put, you can push the roll. You can spend luck if you want to. No, I don't think so. I'll let Jared think about it. Yeah, um, let me check to see what my luck is. Yeah, I want to save that for if I need to bring you know, again to a buddy fist fight. Awesome. So you all were looking through these paintings like you did before, and you found those seven sayings. Yeah, as you guys are looking through these paintings again, you are seeing the that the seven horrific paintings I described before have the these seven symbol or seven weird phrases that are on them. They seem to be like a mixture of too many consonants or vowels, and it's like consonants or vowels. You know, like it looks like a language that you have no understanding, like what it's saying. It's almost hard for your tongue to roll around the syllables. And when you're digging through the paintings, though, you also see one of the paintings, the hellish scenes, it kind of strikes out to you. You're like, oh, wait a second. It looks weird. It looks like the, like it kind of has that tree that's in the front. It looks like that there's demons that are around the base of the tree and they're these bones, these monstrosities of creatures that look like they're made from geometry, but flesh at the same time. It's really hard to wrap your head around. And you hear in your voice, Jared... I remember time of not understanding what I was, and none of them and warned them to sat on descendants, descendants die in the world. So, so you, you find anything, Dan? Uh, just anything readable? The, nah, it's all this weird language on here. Looks, looks like somebody was, I don't even know. I can't read any of this. Is this Swedish or something? Um, there's that weird painting of the tree. There's all these, like, I don't know, hexagon demons around it. You think maybe if we cut down the tree, it'll do some good? Yes, we'll just spend five hours chopping down a tree by hand. As opposed to catching a human being and filleting them in a little well in the basement, Jared? Did you not see the zombies that are crawling around outside? Which, if the, since the world is literally ending, are going to be more, and a volcano is going to be erupting. So I don't really know if we have the time to become lumberjacks, okay? 
I would ask if you have a better idea, but some something tells me to shelf that question. Did you find anything on your end? All I'm finding is these weird paintings around this tree. I'm just... I, I can't find anything. Oh, but look on the book. He doesn't see it there. See the handle? I used to make myself bleed by that knife over there that he doesn't see. All right, how, how about you, you look over there and I'll check out this bookcase over here, okay? All right. Dan's going to kind of get low on the ground, see if maybe behind that dresser that fell on him, there's something in there. He's going to open the drawers. He's just going to keep himself low while he searches high. Jared, do it. So yeah, Jared is going <laughs> to, he looks in the book. Is there a knife in the bookcase? Yes, there is above, like, resting on top of some books. You know, that little space between, like, the next shelf and the top of the books. You know, you see that it's this knife that's sitting there. Yeah, he's, Jared's going to grab it, and he's going to, like, you know, tuck it into like, his pants or something. He's not going to, like, immediately turn around and try to stab Dan right now. He's going to just sort of, he's going to just hold it around in his hands for a second. He's like, so, you, let's say the, let's say we stop the end of the, what the hell are you going to do first? <laughs> Man. The f- second we get the hell out of here, I'm having my first drink in a year. With your wife? He looks like the type he'll take a girl out and show her a nice time on town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I- I'm probably going to go just take me and my wife. We're just going to drive home and uh, spend the next week indoors if whatever the hell, you know? I hear you. I'm going to find my brother and punch him in the face for suggesting this place. Oh, really? Your brother? You close to him? Eh, you know, he's a... Uh... My brother Rob, he tries to kind of get me on the straight and narrow. This me being here was all his idea to come help out. Ah, I see. We're going to cut to Deborah and Christy. You guys are in the lobby there, and you see Brian like, hey, look at this. Wait, what? Look at, holy shit. And he's like pointing outside this large window in the front. He's pointing to like the direction of the forest and the, the mountain, the Hodo Mountain that's there. And you see that like on the top of it, you see it looks like it's shaking a little bit. And it's almost like you see like some looks like ash is starting to come out of the top a little bit. Oh, is that what the he looks at you two? Is, is that the, 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 that's a fucking volcano, right? Am I am I wrong for that? Am I am I what the hell? Then I'll send you here. Oh my god, guys. Whew. I don't know how to tell you this, folks. Oh, Bob killed himself, folks. I don't know what to tell you, dear listeners. I, th- th- I think the I think I don't know what's going on. I think I'm gonna sign out here. Oh my God. I think the world's losing his mind. I, I don't know. Oh, uh, I just uh, hug the ones you love folks. I, I don't know. You just, yeah, I'm signing off. And then all of a sudden you hear all our time has come. And you hear like, don't fear the Reaper start playing on this radio station. As you guys are staring, there, staring at each other. Go ahead. Seems on you guys. Is that a volcano? Lady? Holy shit. You see Brian turn around. He like he looks like he's about to pass out for a second. He like puts his hands on his knees. You see the two other workers with them are like, oh shit, bot, what the fuck is that, boss? He's saying, like, what? And you see, like, from the forest line that's like on the other side, like where the parking lot would be, that's like on the other side of the tree that you guys slept under. You see figures start coming out of the, the woods and they're slowly shambling. And there's quite a bit of them. He's like, What 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 the fuck is that? And you see him like looking out the window again. He looks back at you two and he looks at his two friends. Uh, I, I guess quick. What do you guys actually know about this place? I know that ma- that is not a volcano. He's looking at that's been a mountain since my, my ancestors came to this land. It's never been a f- volcano. What are you telling me about? What is going on here with you people? What did you bring with you here? I should have listened to my grandfather. This place is cursed. God damn it. I should have listened to him. 
Oh, fuck. And what did he say about this place being cursed? He says evil. He said that there's the root of evil by that tree and what they did to that man that they shouldn't have done to him and that this place is cursed because of that. Oh my God, we're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. What did you guys get me into? Shit. I'm getting out of here. Fuck this shit. You see him like, come on, you're coming with me. And like, you see the two guys start following him as he opens the door and they run towards the truck that they have. And you guys are left standing there. Unless you go with, I don't know. What are you doing, Christy and Deborah? Can they outdrive the undead and the volcano? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, there's one way to find out, you know? Definitely, I would say that there's a lot of shit going on right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just, are you guys in shock? Is that what's going on? <laughs> we'll cut back to Jared and Dan. Are you guys walking back or taking, or are you guys still in the room? Uh, Dan didn't find anything behind you know the dresser other than like desiccated mice corpses yeah <laughs> so he he's just gonna stand up and turn back to jared and say look if you didn't find anything we we best get downstairs it's, right. it's weird leaving the women alone you know what i'm saying i i, I understand yeah yeah I'll, I'll be right with you i just want to check one last thing and then wait for dan and then follow dan quietly as he goes because he turns to leave okay i need you to give me a stealth roll please jared all right Come on, dice. Don't fail me now. 77 out of 35. Holy shit. <laughs> can I... You can push it. Or you can do luck, spend luck. Yeah, I'm going to spend luck. So I have 35, so that'd be 42. All right. I'll... Yeah, I'll, I don't like that. I'll spend 42 luck to get to make a success. All right. To sneak up on him? Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to wait till he's like right at the foot of the stairs and then like stab him and try to like push him down at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Oh, God, this is fucking brutal, dude. All right, uh, so you are sneaking down there at 35. Now, are you? how are you walking down, Dan? I, actually, Dan, I want to say, give me a spot hidden, Dan. Uh, go ahead and roll that, please. I'm going to compare the level of successes, you know what I mean? Dan got a 68 out of 15, so he doesn't see shit. So, okay, uh, Jared, I'm going to have you roll. Your ball is 25. <laughs> 83 out of 25. <laughs> there's no getting out of that one right so you can push the roll if you want and have there be a, like a we agree some catastrophic effect yeah okay so we'll say if you miss this one and you don't get this one you're gonna trip over yourself and fall down the stairs like past him with the knife you know can I at least trip can I at least take him with me am i tripping no because this has to be a catastrophic uh, okay with you. so and we'll say you take like one damage from doing that okay come on 20 Oh, shit. So, God, you take much glee in hurting someone. Now, I'm joking. Uh, let me, uh, so, let me find the damage for a knife here. 1d4 plus 2. 8. So, 8. All right. So, dang, dude. And if you take uh, more than when it comes to damage, what's your hit points? What's your Dan. Hit, hit points, Dan? Uh, Dan, after his ankle injury, he's down to 11. Oof, ouch. So, Dan, you feel like this. All, you're walking down the stairs. All of a sudden, you feel this sharp pain just, like, in your shoulder blade. Like, it goes, like, right through your muscle and your back and your shoulder blade. And you just feel like it, like, takes you off. or It almost, like, punctures your lung. And you just feel like, and you feel blood splatter out of your mouth. As you go and you turn you go down the steps, you turn around, you see Jared is standing there with, the, like, the knife in his hand right now. And he's staring at you. You see blood is dripping off. He looks fanatical. Uh, Deborah and Christy, you see this right now, too. Deborah, you see your husband standing there with this knife. Blood is dripping off of it. You see Dan just came like stumbling down, holding his shoulder. And he looks like blood is pouring out of his back. Like it's splurting. Like maybe like some kind of artery was hit. You're not quite sure. Blood is coming out of his mouth as he's turning to look. And you see this too, Christy. 
All right, so we're going to go into, I take it, maybe a combat situation at this point. So how combat orders work is the highest dexterity is the first person to go, second, third, fourth, and fifth. So we'll kind of take it from there. So, Deborah, what is your dexterity? It is 70. 70, all right. And what's your dexterity, Christy? Also 70. Uh, what is your dexterity, Jared? 60. 60. And what is yours, Dan? 80. 80, okay. So then Deborah and Christy, whoever has the... Uh, highest combat skill, higher percentage of a combat skill will go first. So what's your highest combat skill? Brawl, 70%. Does Brawl? that count? Yeah. Yep. And what about yours, Deborah? Oh, Deborah, yours is shorter. Okay. So it's going to go Dan, Christy, Deborah, and Jared. So Dan, you just got stabbed in the back and you turn and you look and you see this figure like three steps above you holding a knife. You're feeling really woozy right now, though. Dude. You've taken some serious damage. Like a lot of the stuff you're going to try to attempt to do is going to be at a harder difficulty right now. So what are you doing? Oh, uh, okay. So Dan is probably going to try to remain on his back to apply the pressure of his own weight to his wounds. And um, he's reaching down to the best of his ability. I don't think he can reach, but he's patting himself, trying to get his switchblade out from his pocket. And he's got his other hand up in a defensive stance, like trying to shield his face in case Jared stabs him again. All right. So yeah, you're able to get your switchblade out weakly and you you put it up with your left hand while your right hand is trying to like protect you, which is always the thing that like, ugh, getting attacked by a knife is just eats me out, you know, especially when they, in the movies where they put the hand, they ah, just cuts their hand. Uh, anyways, so you're able to do that. Christy, what are you doing right now? Do you see your friend just rabidly, like looking rabid with this bloody knife, like standing on the steps, like you just attacked Dan. I'm not sure what I can do. Like you do have your do lamp see? still. <laughs> the lamp. Weapon no, I don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. Yeah. No, so you can avenge that. me. God damn it. <laughs> How? <laughs> so you're just going to stand there kind of look right now and be like, Oh shit. Like kind of shocked. I mean, I could, I guess I could try to run forward and disarm um, Jared. Okay, would you like to try to do that? Yes, and I don't feel like I have many other options. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't have to. You can always just say, fuck this and run, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Or like, but I get it. I get what you want to do. So let's go ahead and we will do uh, disarm here right now. I'm going to have you roll a brawl roll, please. And Jared... Uh, what would you like to do? You can do three options. You can fight back, you could dodge, or you can do nothing. I guess I'm going to uh, fight back, just like because I'm just yelling at them. We have to, we have to give it a sacrifice. We have to give the portal a sacrifice. All right, so I'm gonna have you then roll a brawl. Then all right. Also, I think I crit fail. What did you I roll? Have a Ninety-eight. <laughs> Uh, no, with a 98, you, if you have less than 50%, a 98 is a crit fail. But if you have, uh, let me... Oh, no, I have 70. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let me verify that. Real I got a seven. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. The dice want me to kill him. So uh, go ahead and roll the damage that you rolled before. 1d4 plus 1d3 plus 2. Jesus, motherfucker's going berserk. Ugh. Plus 2. 6. And what's your uh, hit points? Christy? Uh, right now I have 12. All right. So you lose half your hit points. So you get stabbed. You run forward and you try to like grab the knife from his hand, you know, like his wrist. And he just goes and he plants the knife like right in your chest, like on your shoulder, like where your shoulder and your chest connect. You feel your tendons there just like slice through. You see, feel the 
the point of it like it goes upward direction because he's stabbing you from above and then like the tip of it you feel goes out your armpit almost for a second and then he yanks it back and you feel this blood just like drenching coming out spurting out of the side there deborah your husband's losing his mind there stabbed two people right in front of you which route are you going with this <laughs> jared back off and she'll like get ready to uh she's pointing her gun trying to get him to stop like she doesn't want to shoot him but like if he continues she's going to shoot him we'll let you hold your move jared it's your turn what are you doing <laughs> i know she's gonna freeze when the uh when the gun is pointed at him he's just gonna say we have to do this we have to give it a sacrifice there's no other way and then you hear in your voice deborah he speaks the truth <laughs> i need you to give me a sanity roll deborah please i finally failed one all right, please roll me a uh, 1d4, please. Two. All right, so you hear this voice. He's right. I've been speaking to him. I've been telling him how to do I'm the man who did the pain. I mean, don't you want that bitch dead? She was hit. This is your hotel with him. Is it not? I'm kill someone. Jared, go, what are you doing right now, Jared? He'll like slowly, uh, he's like trying to, trying to you know, push past Christian, try to you know, get closer to uh, Dan. All right. Yeah, you push past Christy and you, you're standing above Dan. And I guess he's going to, like, you know, tr- he, he's, like, he- hesitantly, tr- he's, like, breathing for me and then he's going to try to, like, try to stab him again. Deborah, what are you doing when he goes to stab him again? So the the voice is stirring Deborah off. Uh, she doesn't understand what it, where it's coming. Like, this is, yeah. So she's just, like, shaking, holding the gun, like, almost just watching it, everything unfold around her. So Jared. If you're going to attack, roll me an attack roll. Dan, I'll need you to roll a hard version of your dodge, which I believe your hard version of your dodge is 20%. So you need to roll under 20 Hey, you have just as much luck as Jared has with <laughs> Unless you want to attack him. Do you want to attack him? You can roll the hard version of your attacking too. Is your call, uh, Dan? I don't think he can attack with three health points considering he's bleeding out. I mean, you could he- stab his leg, you know? But it'll be a harder difficulty. That's what the harder difficulty, you know, is for. So your attack would be 20% also. So they're both the same, you know? Remember, you can spend luck and, or, uh, you know, push it or whatever. Yeah, you can do that too. It's your call. Hmm, so what would happen if I spent my luck? If Well, like, if you rolled and you missed any of your rolls, you could spend your luck to, like, drop the... You know, like, let's say you have to get 20%, right? to mm-hmm. Or lower, right? And you roll a 50, you could spend 30 of your luck points to get it to that 20%. It's your call. Or get it lower, because it goes by degrees of success, right? So let's say... Jared has to roll under 25 to attack you, and you have to roll under a 20 to dodge, right? Let's say Jared rolls a 23, and you roll a 15. Well, you have five points of success, because it's five less than, you know, what you had to get. So you would win that competition. Okay, well, if in order to attack, I would need to get a 20 or better, I got a 60. Or 20 or lower, you'd have to get lower than it. So if you rolled a 60, what's your luck right now? 55. You could spend all 55 of your luck points. And get that down to 45, or no, uh, 15, which will give you five levels of success if you want to. I mean, it's a life or death situation here. Yep, I'm doing it. All right. So you got to roll an attack with, uh, are you dodging or are you attacking? Because they both are attacking. All right, Jared, you need to roll under your 25 for your attack, I believe, right? All right, let me, 59, did not do it. Did not do it. So you go to stab him and... Dan takes his knife and you didn't see it coming. He like stabs you in your thigh. Give me a uh, damage. Uh, it's the same. Uh, it's one uh, D four plus two plus what's your attack modifier? You see, I had your attack modifier here. I, 
your attack modifier. Oh shit. What's uh what's damage bonus? Where's your D oh one D4? So you're rolling one D4 plus one D4 plus two. So two D4 plus two. I hope that helps. Please don't kill me. <laughs> you would have a sacrifice. How's it going there, Dan? That's my bad. I thought you were asking him to roll. Hang on. No, 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 no. It's for you. you gotta <laughs> so roll two your damage. Two D4s plus two, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got a ten. What's your hit points at right now, Jared? Ten. <laughs> Holy shit. So, Dan, you take this knife that you have in your hand, and you just slam it as hard as you can into his thigh, and you hit his artery that's in his thigh, and his blood just, like, starts pouring out, like, quickly. You you don't, you, it's almost like you didn't realize. As soon as you pulled the knife out, all of a sudden it just starts just pouring, like, a faucet out of his leg. And you see Jared puts his hand, his hand on his leg, like, he thinks he can stop it for a moment. You all see this. And then all of a sudden he just like, he starts wobbling for a second and he falls down on the stairs and he starts sliding down the stairs and he keeps trying to put his hand on his leg to like, to prevent it. And blood is just pouring out too quick. And there's a moment where he kind of looks at you for a second. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Deborah? Deborah will like, as she see seeing that happen, she throws down the gun and makes her way to try to catch him before he falls off the stairs. Deborah comes running along as he's sliding in the stair and she goes and she scoops him up. And he's like in your arms right now. And I'll let you say one final thing, Jared, as like the blood is just pouring down at a gas at a ghastly rate as she's holding you in his in her arms. Hop down the portal. Sacrifice has to end it. So you got one person who's laying there bleeding. You got another person who's holding her chest who's bleeding, leaning against the stairs. You got your dead husband in your arms. What are you doing, Deborah? What is everyone doing? Scenes on you guys. Dan is gonna just watch as Jared starts bleeding out and he sees Deborah holding on to him. And, you know, he's kind of coughing blood. He's going to look up at Deborah. <coughs> Debbie, <coughs> throw him in. <coughs> End it all. It takes a moment for Deborah to like register what Dan is even saying. She's like looking down at Jared and she's like lightly shaking. Jared, Jared, throw him, throw him where? <coughs> The portal, <coughs> the basement. Okay, we'll go with this. Uh, Deborah's kind of in that that shocked state, yeah, where like nothing's making any sense right now. So she will scoop up Jared's body, and she's just oh, at this point hoping that when she throws him in this portal thing, that she'll just wake up from a terrible nightmare. Oh, she's like in the shock almost like, oh, so you see Deborah, Christy and Dan, you see Deborah like dragging Jared under the arm. She has like this butt of this rifle that's like clanking against her. You know, she put it around her shoulder. She looks like a hot mess. Christy, you realize when she's getting the door, you you remember that thing that's on the other end of the door there that almost grabbed you as she's going along there and she's about to open the door. What Are you going to do anything or are you just standing there watching and shock yourself as blood's pouring down your chest? Christy's going to try to yell out like careful you hear that Deborah. does it resonate with you when you hear her say that she'll hesitate slightly in front of that door remembering she didn't see what was back there but she remembered they all ran up from there in that moment of hesitation does she hear anything on the other side you just hear this soft like climb on the wood you know what i mean it almost sounds like a hand that's weakly trying to like open the door you know but it can't it's like coming from the bottom of the door too like you know you just hear, like this soft padding she she's got panic welling up inside of her and she'll she'll put Jared's body down off to the side and she'll swing her gun back around and be prepared to waste more ammo as she opens the door and gets ready to shoot. 
you open the door and you see that figure just like, I'm not going to make you roll because it's like right there in front of you. As it's looking up, you just like put your barrel to it and you're like, crack. And you, you know, you fire around into it and you see the wet splatter of it shoot behind its head as it like lobs over some of the steps into the, you hear it splash in the water, like splashes in the water below as it kind of just rolls over and just kind of like is laying there. Gun still up, looking down the staircase, seeing the the water just kind of settle, and then she'll slowly put it down and grab Jared's body again. Oh God, this is like a scene from a fucking movie. I swear to God, you know. So you drag his body down. Eventually, you get into the the where the water starts, and the room is bright now. It is bright like you wouldn't imagine. It's but it's this eerie, like kind of red tinged grayish light that's coming out there and you look at the wall and you see that now it's like five feet by five feet and you see a landscape past it and you see it looks like a road and on both sides of the road it looks like there's these huge poles that are like telephone but they're skin they're skinned flayed figures that are that are hanging from these poles like they're nailed to them or they're like they're 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 some of them are even spikes that are like going through their stomach or through their neck like they're withering in pain and you hear like the smell or you hear like the sound of moaning and of retching of sobbing and you just hear like in the sky you hear wings flapping it sounds like you and you see like silhouettes of creatures in the background and you swear you see these mountains far off in the distance and one in the mountain seems to shiver for a second like it's moving and you realize it might not even be a mountain and that moment where you drag Jared in there and you notice the water seems to drag him into the portal almost. You see that slowly it's pulling him in there as you let him go as he's floating there. And he floats off into the portal and the portal closes slowly behind him as he breaks the... And you see the light start shaking and flickering. You see the almost like the mural starts coming back as if it's rebuilding itself as you're sitting there alone in this water. We'll fast forward and do a time jump. Two hours later... You're able to patch up Christy and Dan the best of your ability. You got through on the satellite phone and you realize that there's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now. The local paramedics from the local reservation will be coming to help you out because Brian was able to get there and tell them about the insanity that was going on. You don't see any figures in the forest anymore. You don't see the mountain smoking anymore. And as you're sitting there by yourself, starting to come out of shock, you hear a voice in your Oh, we're not done yet, Deborah. We're not done yet whatsoever. <laughs> Itching for a more investigative game? Then make sure to check out Diluted. Diluted is set in the winter of 1848, where a mysterious tonic plagues the kindred society of Victorian England, and our group has set themselves to find out who is behind it. 